Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Bruton Ace Hardware, Stanley Law Offices, and our great, great friends over at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around central New York, make sure you stop by. Grab gift cards for the holiday season, pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. And they have your Fish Friday each and every week. As you listen to this, you can pair it with your mac and cheese, your coleslaw, your fries, whatever the case may be. Fish Friday at Rosie's Corner is an absolute home run. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And go, of course, follow them on Instagram and on Facebook. A tip of the cap thank you as well to the supporting cast of the Swan and Whitaker families and the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group and Axe Exotic Pets. Let's preview week 14 in the NFL. And, I mean, I got to tell you, these games are unbelievably difficult to pick. I mean, there are so many, and there have been other weeks this year where it's kind of been impossible but um, in spots. But I don't know if I recall a week quite like this, uh, where it is literally so difficult, coin flip-wise and all the rest. And, and as you hear this podcast, um, you know, the Steelers and Vikings will have already uh, been completed on Thursday night football. The Vikings favored by three as I as I record this. Not going to spend a lot of time on this game. Obviously a huge game for playoff implications. Minnesota, it's probably their last crack. Pittsburgh six and five, you win seven and five and one. It's a lot different than six six and one, considering what the AFC looks like. I tell you this: if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you are a Minnesota Vikings fan on Thursday night football. I mean, let's be honest. Adam Thielen, it was just announced about an hour ago that he is out for this one. I'm still in a weird way where I always feel like it's a, a Pittsburgh kind of win in a lot of spots. I picked him against the Ravens, for example. Uh, I, I don't think that way right here. I think this team is so inconsistent and so loose that I'm going to take Minnesota at home, even without Adam Thielen, a wide receiver target and a dangerous weapon to take Minnesota 23 to 20 with a late field goal in this one. Ravens at Brown season on the line for Cleveland, Baltimore, trying to kind of put some distance between them and Cincinnati in the AFC North. Obviously the Ravens losing to the Steelers last week didn't help the Bengals, uh, you know, they're way up and way down as well. I mean, there's so many teams in the AFC that week in, week out, you're like, I, I don't know what the hell a team's going to show up. One minute, the Ravens look like a Super Bowl contender, and the next minute, they look like they don't even deserve to be in the postseason. Um, you know, so, and, and I'm still not, I don't know, man. Something just doesn't seem right with the Ravens. You know, their offense, Lamar has had a, a pretty good year. Um, you know, I think statistically, uh, not quite an MVP year, but he's certainly been effective. 2,800-plus yards, 16 touchdowns. But he has 13 picks. And, 
you know, he's been um, he's been kind of kind of mad, really. You know, I mean, he really has been. Um, and in order for the Ravens to do some damage, they obviously need Lamar Jackson. There's no question about it. He does have 762 yards on the ground and a 5.8 average and two touchdowns. So he has produced 18 touchdowns. He has a combined, um, you know, what is that? Quick math, 762 and 2865. He's got the 3,600 plus total yards from scrimmage. The interceptions don't obviously look good for him, and he has been exposed in, in some areas. Um, I think he's still really, really good, really dynamic, certainly a hard uh, player to play against because you never know when he's going to take off. But wow, I just, this Ravens team, I don't have a lot of confidence in them right now. I think this will be an old school backyard brawl, Northeast football, Cleveland favored by two and a half. I think they cover. I'm going to pick Cleveland 27-21 in this game. Uh, Again, if you're a Bills fan, the Bills have been screwing around all year. They've had primetime games left and right, Colts, Patriots, Titans, and they've gotten rolled by all those teams. They only have one great win this year, and it's at Kansas City. They have no other good wins this year. They have no other great wins this year. Um, and, and if you're a Bills fan because you're going at Tampa Bay expecting to lose, I mean, everybody's given up on the Bills, including me, um, you know, uh, uh, you're you know, and more on that game in a little bit, but um, you are pulling so hard for the Ravens and for the Minnesota Vikings this week, and, and I'll get to some others. It isn't even funny. I mean, really, it isn't even funny. Titans against the Jaguars, you know, you're, you're pulling, if you're a Bills fan, for the Jaguars, in this game, obviously, Tennessee, though, owns the tiebreak against you anyway. This should be man against boys, even without, um, you know, still no Derrick Henry. Looks as though I believe A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are both back in this game. I believe that was the latest report I, I saw um, from the Tennessee camp. Uh, minus 8.5 here for the Titans. I think they cover, but barely. Let's go Titans 30-20 to 20 in this game. Um, you know, it'll be a lot of Ryan Tannehill with, 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 with trying to just air it out, I think, at the beginning, try to get a big lead, and then make Trevor Lawrence and company make mistakes. James Robinson, as I record this, is questionable, but leaning towards playing in this game. I have him on my fantasy team as well. Hey, I'm at the playoffs in fantasy, uh, only to probably get drubbed in week one. Raiders at the Chiefs. Again, if you're a Bills fan, you're rooting for Kansas City because you got to have one winner out of the AFC West, but you don't want anybody else creeping up and challenging you for that seventh wild card, uh, seventh spot in the third wild card, I should say. And the Raiders have an opportunity to do that. That's how bad the Bills have been. Six and six Raiders at the Chiefs, eight and four. Kansas City favored by nine and a half. I think this isn't even close. I think this is the breakout crazy offensive game that you're looking for from Kansas City. I think the defense holds uh, holds you know the fourth down like they have been doing. And I've said it for about three, four weeks. If the Kansas City Chiefs, so I believe it won five in a row, if they, if the Kansas City Chiefs offense comes around to not even what we've seen the last couple of years, right? Not even with the Super Bowl teams, just comes around and, and is 80% of, of what they have been the last couple of years, Kansas City is the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. They've won five in a row, Denver, Dallas, Vegas, Green Bay, and New York Giants. They've had a nice little run here. They're back up on top of the AFC West. They're a scary team. The defense is killing it. I'm going to take Kansas City huge in this game. If I'm a betting man and I don't bet, I would bet the house on the Chiefs. Probably means now that the Raiders are, will cover um, and that the, the Chiefs will win 10-7. Um, but 
but I think it'll be a Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, I, I think, show. I think they break out in this game against a rival. They know they need to have it. They know that if they can win this and, and grab some separation there, it's their division to lose, uh, especially with how up and down the Chargers are. Uh, the Broncos and Raiders are both mediocre. Give me Kansas City in this game, 38-16. to 16. Saints at Jets, uh, not a game I'm going to be paying any attention to. The Saints are 5-7, and seven, trying to salvage a little bit here. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Jets are just downright pathetic, although I do like uh, the emergence here of one Jet player, and that would be Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. What a great pick he was, the 2021 round two, 34th pick overall. I thought they got a first-round talent in the second round there. He's worth dialing in and watching for a little bit, but these two teams are just a mess. Injuries galore still for New Orleans, but I am going to take them on the road uh, weirdly. Um, you know, they're, they're usually not comfortable. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to take the Jets at home. I'm going to pick the Jets. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 19 to 13 in this game. Uh, New Orleans is favored by five and a half. I'm going to pick the Jets at home, um, because I don't like this New Orleans Saints roster. Uh, everybody is, you know, uh, uh, banged up and, and they just, they're lacking weapons like crazy. You know, Michael Thomas has been gone the whole year. We know Kamara's had the injury. Their offensive line is hit and miss. Uh, defense can be effective, but the pass rush is inconsistent. Give me the Jets at home in this game. Again, a very difficult game to pick. Um, Cowboys at Washington. I mean, you want to talk about a huge game. If the football team wins this game in Landover, they'll be 7-6. and six. The Cowboys will fall to 8-5. and five. And there's major, major, major concern uh, in D-land, that Dallas is going to blow the division to Washington if they lose this game. If the Cowboys win this game, that's big-time separation because now you're at 9-4 and four and they're at 6-7. and seven. That's going to be a lot to ask out of Washington to come all the way back in the final four games. It's pretty much impossible, really. Uh, they would have to win out. Uh, the Cowboys would have to, uh, you know, probably, I, I guess you could have it go one of two ways, right? The Cowboys um, would win one more game at that point Let's say uh, if they won one and went one and three, and then Washington went four and zero, oh, you'd be staring at ten and six both ways, and then uh, you'd have to look at you know tiebreakers and all the rest uh, after head to head. But in a perfect scenario, it would be Washington going four and zero, oh, and the Cowboys going zero and four in the last four. I don't see that happening, but I do see Washington winning this game. Um, I'm going to pick them twenty four to twenty in this football game. Four and a half is the point line in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. It'll be very interesting to see, again, Pollard, who's been giving the Cowboys a, a nice compliment to Zeke Elliott. He's questionable for this game. He's also on my fantasy team, actually. Um, you know, we'll see how this works. We'll see how they attack the Washington football team's defense, which, by the way, without Chase Young, they've been playing a lot better. Remember, up until the Chase Young injury, it was, man, this defense is bad. This defense isn't what we thought it was going to be. Uh, this defense is weak. This defense... Now they're starting to really fire it up a little bit here. And I like their weapons. I do. I like the running backs. I like what they're doing offensively. Um, you know, this is this is a, a, a very interesting, interesting group right now. Um, they've been getting enough out of the quarterback. So let's see what happens here. Uh, but I'll take the football team. On to Carolina for the Panthers, home for the Falcons. I mean, who do you pick in this game? Seriously, two five and seven teams, two not very good teams, two teams that have tons of problems on both sides of the football. Uh, 
two teams who are not going to the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, you've got injuries and other issues going on on both sides of the ball on both teams. Uh, I guess dial it in here to watch more of Carolina, the talented wide receiver. Dial it in to watch Cordell Patterson. Uh, you know, every time I pick the Falcons and I trust the Falcons, the Falcons lose. Does that mean I should take Carolina right now? I don't like the fact that they can't move the ball down the field. I have no idea who to pick in this football game. I guess I'll take Carolina because they're the home team, right? I mean, I, the Falcons have the quarterback edge, but I'll take Carolina uh, in this game, 27-21. to 21. Carolina is favored by two and a half points. Texas uh, Texans home for the Seattle Seahawks. I think Russ Cooks in this game. I think, you know, again, last few games, I think for him in a Seattle uniform, I think he's as good as gone next year. The Texans are a complete and utter disaster uh, at 2-10. and 10. Seattle favored by eight and a half. I, I, I'll take him in this game big. Uh, 30 to 10. Uh, Lions are at the Broncos. This is a game in which, you know, the Lions are coming off that win over Minnesota. Uh, Just a tremendous opportunity for Denver to try and win a game here and stay up with the Joneses, not only in the AFC West, but the entire AFC. Uh, They cannot afford to lose this game whatsoever. I mean, they have got to go out there and win. Uh, Williams at running backs, uh, 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 Cortland Sutton at wide receiver. Um, Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, you know, Bridgewater has been okay this year. Um, you know, but he's got to get the ball to Cortland Sutton right away. I think they're going to be able to expose Detroit, uh, off. I just don't know what defenders Detroit has to be able to slow down those two weapons of Denver. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take Denver in this game, 34 to 24. They're favored by 10. I'm picking them to win by that exact amount. Um, you know, speaking of Javante Williams, around two, he's a rookie, round two, 35th overall pick by Denver, uh, you know, in the 2021 draft. And, you know, he's uh, he's a pretty hard runner, man. 5'10", a little short, but he's kind of a bowling ball kind of dude. He's really hard to break down, bring down. Um, and, and I think he's just getting better week to week. I, I, I think Denver Denver's really possibly got something with him uh, at the running back position. Um, let's move on. ML Sports Platter Week 14 picks are all brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, Welching Company Jewelers, and Ken's Auto Detailing. Giants at Chargers. Um, this should be a win for the Chargers. I mean, the way they are, you know, they, they look horrible and they win. They, they 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 win then they look horrible. I mean, they're they're back and forth. Uh, they're they're a complete and utter teeter totter this entire year, just like a lot of teams, the Bills, the Chargers, etc. Um, but this is a giant team. That flies cross country, um, hostile environment. SoFi will be rocking. The Chargers have to win this game. They cannot fall back down to seven and six because at that particular point, you're in danger of missing the postseason. I think the Chargers win this thing convincingly. I'm going to go 31 to 16. They are favored by 10. I think they cover too much Herbert, too much Eckler, too much Mike Williams, and possibly too much Keenan Allen if he's allowed. Uh, actually, Mike Williams as well, right? Because they're both on the Corona list. I think both those guys will probably play. I have Keenan Allen in my fantasy team as well. So I got a lot of issues. Uh, my fantasy team was doing really, really well. I was knocking people around. And then Derrick Henry went down. Calvin Ridley stepped away. Uh, Ruggs is a clown and an asshole. Um, and, and, and and we know what happened with him. Uh, just a disgusting situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, Lamar hasn't been great. I, I don't know. My fantasy team's kind of falling apart here. I'm a game over 500. I don't expect to win this week either. 
but I did. I, I am going to the playoffs, and I guess I'll just be the 500 team. I'll, I'll be like the third wild card, you know, getting into fantasy and then getting my ass beat down. Um, although in the AFC, that might not happen, right? Because the, 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 the top seed is the only one that gets to buy, and the way the Titans uh, are looking without uh, weapons, they might be able to be had, right? And so let's see what happens here with this Chargers team. They really need to bounce back with a win over the G-Men. Bengals home for the 49ers, another team you just can't figure out in the NFL. It's the Cincinnati Bengals, man. One week they look like an absolute juggernaut, a complete and utter playoff team. And then other times you're like, what is happening here with this team, huh? I mean, really, what is going on? Um, and and they're home for a, a hungry 49er team. Um, you know, both of these teams are coming off of weeks that they would really love to have back. I mean, the 49ers losing to the Seattle Seahawks, you know, not good with, with, with how Seattle was coming into that game and, and kind of a broken locker room to a degree. People uh, talking ad nauseum in terms of Russell Wilson and when he'll be leaving and who he goes to and, um, you know, all that. And, and Pete Carroll, maybe it's his final days as well. Uh, just a brutal situation for the 49ers to have all that go in and Seattle, by the way, I mean, they just don't have a lot of offensive weapons right now. Uh, their offensive line is awful. They can't run the ball. They can't stop people on third down. And all, 49ers lost to them. It was a terrible loss for the 49ers. I mean, it really was. It's not quite losing to the Jaguars or the Texans, but it's pretty bad. And then, you know, the Bengals got rocked by the Chargers last week, you know? I mean, that was a game where that was a week where you said, Wow, Chargers, ugh, Cincinnati, right? So now this week, Chargers, I think, will keep it going against the Giants, but what do the Bengals do? Um, do they rebound? Obviously, the 49ers have to travel across. Uh, that will be somewhat difficult. I, I just don't know who to pick in this game. It's another tough one. By the way, Joe Burrow, he leads the NFL with 14 interceptions. When he doesn't turn the ball over, and I know you could say this about plenty of quarterbacks in the NFL, Joe Burrow, when he doesn't turn it over, the Bengals look like a very, very good, scary team. But he's throwing multiple picks multiple times this year, and it's ugly when he does. You know, because a lot of these things are not going for just a pick six. They're going back the other way. They're going, you know, to the house. <laughs> and so the, the, the Bengals cannot afford that. I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game. I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm taking them 23-21. to 21 late field goal. The 49ers are favored by a point and a half. I mean, here we go again with the Bills. The season is on the line for Buffalo. As if it wasn't bad enough, you know, the Bills had plenty of chances to beat the Patriots, even going into the win in the fourth quarter. Josh Allen was throws, you know, he was hosing the ball around into the wind, hitting people. You know, uh, I feel like every time the Bills throw the ball, it's there underneath. They can go to Beasley, they can go to Knox, although he's having trouble catching the ball again. You know, you go to Diggs. Emmanuel Sanders has been non-existent this entire year. What a terrible signing that was for Brandon Bean. Uh, this offense is regressing. Guys are not getting the ball. And Sean McDermott, there's a major, major, major disconnect between him and the OC in Brian Dable because the offensive coordinator probably wants to utilize the offense like he knows, and Sean McDermott is trying to push the run on him. And they are running the football without the proper personnel. I've said it a million ways this Sunday, and I'll say it again. I'm all good with running the ball if you have the pieces. The Bills don't have the pieces, period, end of discussion. 
And I think that at this particular time, with the season on the line, you got to go through number 17. You have to. You have to go through him. You got to start throwing it 35, 40 times, and you got to try and air this thing out and beat teams that way. Now, the Bills, are you worried about Brady if you're a Bills fan? Probably. But the greater worry is Leonard Fournette, who's arguably the hottest running back in the National Football League right now, running it and catching the screen plays. If he gets going and then Brady works play action to hit Evans, to hit Godwin, to hit Fournette, to hit Gronk, this game's going to be ugly. Um, I would, in every situation, because I've completely given up on the Bills, I would, in every situation, pick the Buccaneers because that's who I actually think is going to win the game. But in my shirt rip videos, I'm not allowed to pick uh, against the Bills uh, as a part of how that video, uh, it just works. It's, it's, a, it's more of a fan thing. Um, and in Pick'em, we're in this stupid Pick'em league where if you pick against the Bills and you think that they're going to lose, you're somehow not a Bills fan. So with that in mind, and maybe some of my closest Bills buddies listening to this, I'll pick Buffalo, but I think Tampa Bay is going to roll. I'm going to take Buffalo uh, 31-30 to 30, uh, in this game. The conditions are a lot different than what happened in Buffalo with the wind and the sleet and the rain and the snow and all the rest this past Monday night. It's going to be 78 degrees. It's going to be balmy. It's going to be, you can throw it. Get the ball in the air if you're the Buffalo Bills. Go find your best player in Stephon Diggs. Go find, uh, you know, run the offense through number 17 and, and, and go win the damn football game. And here's the thing. If the Bills win this game somehow, some way, and I don't care how they win it, they're not, I don't think, back, but they're at least into a conversation of, oh, okay, they are still good. You know? Like, they're not back as, like, contender, elite, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, they're still here and they're good. If you you win at Tampa, you know, that that's, that's one of the great wins of the NFL season. And the Bills... They haven't, again, they haven't had any quality wins, um, you know, against great teams, very good to great teams, other than the Chiefs. Uh, the Buccaneers have been really, truly on, on fire uh, since they lost back-to-back at New Orleans, at Washington. They beat the Giants, they beat the Colts, they beat the Falcons, um, all handily. Well, actually, they only beat the Colts by seven. Uh, I forgot the Colts were in that game late. Um, but this Tampa Bay team, I mean, right now, they look like they have all the pieces, don't they? They look like... They've got, um, you know, they're so complete. They're just so well-rounded, so complete. Offensive firepower. Tom Brady, I think, right now, uh, I, I, I would I would say, I would argue for him being the MVP of the league. Um, I really would. Uh, and then, you know, defensively, we know all about what they bring to the table. I mean, their linebackers, Levante David, Devin White, super difficult to stop. Um you know, the, the secondary is wonderful in terms of Winfield Jr. You've got Whitehead back there, uh, two great safeties, right? You've got corners that, that, that push up on receivers and, and, and try to take things away there. Uh, and you've got veterans on this team as well. You know, Jason Pierre-Paul has is, is played in 10 games this year. He's played all right. Uh, you know, Vita Vea, terrific. Uh, they've got depth. They've got versatility on defense. They can take the ball away. Uh, it's going to be a very tall order for Buffalo on both sides of the ball. It really is. Um, you know, I'm picking the Bills 31-30 for the sake of not hearing about it from my closest friends, but if I were doing this and I didn't have to deal with that, uh, I would probably pick Tampa Bay, you know, somewhere, something like 
33 or something, 38-21. But maybe the Bills will prove me wrong. Who knows? I have zero confidence in this team. I have zero confidence in Sean McDermott. They look like lost puppies. They're losing control at press conferences. Uh, the word culture, by the way, remember remember that word that was thrown around all, all year last year with the Bills and all oh, the culture that McDermott and Bean have built. But well, you you can use culture, but you got to win, right? Winning is your culture, right? That's the bottom line. Packers home for the Bears, maybe, maybe here, um, the final time that Aaron Rodgers faces the Chicago Bears, maybe. I don't think that'll be the case. I think they're going to basically hand him a brand new contract and make him the highest paid player in the National Football League. Uh, this should be a roll job for the Packers. They're favored by 12 and a half. The Bears don't have many weapons whatsoever. They're going to try to ball control it with Montgomery. I think the Packers roll in this game. Give me the Packers by 24 points uh, in this game. I'm going to go 34 to 10. Again, favored by 12 and a half. Monday night football. I mean, I've said it all along that the NFC is basically a three-horse race between the Packers, the Bucks, and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think that that's the order of, of the best teams in the NFC. No disrespect to the Cardinals, even though they have the best record. I, I just don't trust them like I trust Aaron Rodgers uh, and Tom Brady um, and and teams that have been there before and done it and all that. Um that's not to say that Arizona can't go and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, they've had a great year. Uh, the veterans have taken over the locker room there. It's been a terrific, terrific season. Uh, it, but this this is more, to me, the storylines about the Rams here because the Rams really, really need a quality win, similarly to the Bills, in order for us to say, okay, they're still pretty good. There was a reason why many of us took them to the Super Bowl or to the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Tony Kornheiser, among others. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford acquisition, all, all that stuff. Uh, the Rams need this game really, really bad. It's going to be a tall order going into Glendale. And again, another very difficult pick because when teams are up against the wall and they know that they've got to have it, the mentality changes really quickly, right? I mean, you don't have any second to overlook anybody. It's funny when you hear players and coaches like, one game at a time, we treat every opponent the same, da 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 but there is still something in the back of the mind like, oh, we're only playing the Jaguars or the Titans. Like, oh, we're only playing the Texans and we're only playing the Jets and they lose both of them. Uh, the Bills to the Jaguars is just an excusable game. Um, there's still a little piece of somewhere that goes, come on, this is the Jaguars, man. We're going to win, right? Like, looking past them a little bit. There has to be a degree of that. I don't I don't care what the players and coaches say to the media. I just don't. Um I used to listen to Jim Beheim's garbage all the time at press conferences with, well, you know, we treat Binghamton the same way as UConn. You know, it's the same game. That, you know, Binghamton and Villanova, Binghamton against this Louisville, Binghamton against this team. We, we treat, you know, Colgate, Colgate and Cornell. We treat every game the same. And, you know, he also said that every game is pretty much the same. Well, it's not. <laughs> it's just not. Because 33,000 people aren't going into the Carrier Dome uh, to watch Binghamton play. They're, they're going 33,000 in the old, old Big East to watch Villanova, St. John's, Georgetown, UConn, etc., and Duke today in the ACC. So give me a break. These games are, are way, way different. Um, you know, preparation-wise, trying to go mindset-wise, winning, da-da-da-da-da, but there is an inkling somewhere that you know you're playing an inferior opponent, and that's okay. It's really okay. I, I would love it if some guys were, were honest about that. Um, so I, I think... Man, this game is so hard. 
I think this game's going to be about um, turnovers. I think the Rams have to play really an A-plus game to win this thing. Their backs are against the wall, and for that reason, I'm taking the Rams to win the game. I think Arizona is also due uh, to lose. Um, you know, this is a really, really good team. Obviously, they're a, they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has really got his you-know-what figured out. Um, Kyler Murray is back, and he's rolling. DeAndre Hopkins is back, and he's rolling. Um, but I, I think they're probably, I mean, I know they lost to Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they lost to Green Bay, which, whatever, that's fine. That was way back on the 28th. Um, but, you know, they've won three or four since the Green Bay loss. They, they won some games with Colt McCoy. I, I don't know. I just think that maybe they're due to lose somewhere. And the trust factor not being there like Green Bay and like Tampa Bay, I'm going to take a chance and pick the Rams in this game really, really close. 30-28, to 28, the Rams beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by two and a half points. By week teams, Colts, Dolphins, Eagles, and of course the New England Patriots, a team that just rolled the bills in terms of physicality and uh, now they have another uh, uh, perfect timing bye. Seems like the Patriots always get the perfect week to have the bye and uh, they're going to have two weeks to prepare for the Colts next week. And they have Buffalo at home, Jacksonville at home, at Miami. So you know, this Patriot team is set up at 9-4 and four with the bye. You know, to win three of their last four games, I don't know which teams they'll win against. Obviously, Jacksonville being one of them, probably Buffalo the other one. Um, and then if they split with Miami and Indianapolis, that's a 12-win team. That's a 12-win football team this year for everybody who thought that Bill Belichick couldn't coach. Look at that record, if that's what it ends up being. And, and frankly, he, he had him at 7-9 and nine last year, which was damn impressive. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how he got that team to 7-9. and nine. There is your Week 14 preview in the NFL. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Sit Mean Sit Syracuse, the Al and Angus Pub, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and our terrific friends at Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Log on today to bryantstratton.edu. Find your degree Two and four years starting real, real soon. Uh, classes are always in, in the mix. They've got brand new programs like their nursing program and uh, awesome time to be a Bobcat academically, athletically, uh, across the board, and uh, just great leadership over there in two tremendous locations in central New York if you're in and around the area. James Street in the city and, of course, uh, Route 57 in Liverpool. Just stop in, say hello, and uh, let them know what you're, what you're interested in. And, of course, fill out that survey at bryantstratton.edu as well to get uh, some information out to them so that they can narrow down your interests. The ML Sports Platter, all over Spotify, Google, Apple, and everywhere else you get podcasts. Please download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. And I'm on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.